Pacific Morning Show. This is our first episode back for 2023. And bro, I am so excited. We have two new... Why do I say they're like new two? Sorry. I'm going to start getting ready. Three, two, two one. one. Good morning and welcome back to our Pacific Morning Show 2023 Man, I am mad excited. We have two awesome new hosts on for the new show, Therese Laulu and Isua Kawakimoto. How are you, Therese? How are you, Isua? Isua, unfortunately, um, went for a walk with his dog to purposely look to catch COVID, <laughs> and he no. manifested it, and now he no. is... <laughs> no, he no is I COVID. didn't. <laughs> now he Don't listen to the spread of misinformation here. <laughs> Buzzword. Buzz, buzz. Nah. Ding. Isua, we understand you have COVID um, at home. We wish your recovery and hope you get really well soon. But thank you for tuning in to, um, to the show this morning with us uh, via Zoom. You've really put me back into the 2020 spirit. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can't wait till you're back at the office. But I don't want to say anything more. I'm going to leave this up to our new hosts to introduce themselves and what they're excited about for the show this year. So we'll start off with Therese. Talofa, thank you so much for having us and providing this like amazing space for us to have really hard and challenging convos as well as like lighthearted convos. Mm. I'm super excited for this year. Just a bit about myself. I am Samoan living in Mangere, South Auckland. I am from the villages of Afinga, Lifanga, Salailua and Falealili. I'm super passionate about Pacifica stories, art. Just the arts in general, like music, everything to do with that, really. And yeah. That's, that's awesome. I'm really that's excited me. to have you on. <laughs> I'm super excited to be here. <laughs> awesome. Over to you, Esau. Uh, off, everyone. Uh, my name is Esau Kawakimoto. Um, I am Tongan. Uh, I'm from the villages of Fuamoto, uh, in Tongatapu, and Utungake in Vawa'u. Um, Gosh, I'm I can't wait to see what we have in store for you guys this this year, and I'm looking forward to just um, you know just help facilitate co-facilitate with um, with Hannah and with Therese, just all the amazing guests and all the amazing Talanoa buzzword thing uh, that we're gonna have uh, this year and hopefully it's to benefit all of you guys who are watching and listening in the airwaves um, but yeah just a little bit about me I yeah like Hannah said I have a dog uh, I'm a photographer videographer digital media person um, still in, uh, in the me- in the middle of this really long like weight loss health journey and um, yeah just doing my little bit to help, uh, you know, lead our Pacific people towards a better tomorrow. Is that a thing? Does that count as a thing, Hannah? Yeah, thing. Yep. And then yeah. we'll play like a superhero song after that yeah. sentence finished. <laughs> that was great. No, honestly, that was awesome. Thank you so much, Esau, for that. Um, so I got a quote for the day, and it's from a book that I'm currently reading called The Mountain Is You by Brianna West. Really simple, and it's like... 
it does not matter what your life looks like on the outside, it is how you feel about it on the inside. So like, I chose this quote because it reflects like the journey that I'm currently on at the moment. I jumped off socials, I think maybe almost about a month and a bit ago. Because I noticed that I was like purposely doing this thing where I was taking like photos and videos of experiences and events that I wanted to document for other people. Mm. Like I was posting these, these, you know, in these moments, they were like really important moments to me, but I felt that I didn't really care about how I was feeling in the moment, mm. but I was more focused on how can I capture this so that I can share it with yeah. the whole world. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, that, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. And then it just, like, being off it, mm. it only, like, and taking a step back, I, like, came to this, like, realization. I was like, why? And being able, sorry, being, taking a step away from it mm. and being able to be off socials, going to events and things that I can't document. Now I'm, like, more aware of how I feel about it. I'm like, okay, cool. Am I doing this because I like it? Or yeah, like that's, doing that's, it for mm. other reasons. Yeah, am I doing this because I like it, yeah. or am I doing it to document it? But now that I'm, I don't have social media, I'm just doing things that I want to do because I like it. Mm. Nice. And so it's like there's this like massive <coughs> shift that I've noticed since like being on and being off that I'm, I'm really enjoying right now. So that quote it spoke to me because yeah. I'm on that kind of journey of like just trying to figure things out mm. for me. Now that's a really cool quote. Yeah. Um, it does not matter what your life looks like on the outside. It's how you feel about it on the inside. I think that's an un underrated piece that people don't understand. Mm -hmm. They're like, if we're so obsessed with proving our worth, whether that be materialistically to outside people, whether that be friends or whatever, but there's actually more value in the peace that you feel inside when you don't feel like you have to prove that to other people. Yeah. And I feel like that's underrated. Like, a lot of people aren't aware that that is a, a lot better feeling than having all the cars and money in the world. Yeah. <coughs> but that's just me. That's my two cents, guys. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, it's quite a powerful quote as well because, you know, uh, it's what your life looks like on the outside. It's more about how you feel on the inside. And it's about, you know, and tying back to what you'd said, Teresa, about stepping away from socials for a little bit, you know, on social media, you know, we kind of build this facade, this ideal lifestyle that we have of, oh, look at me, I'm out here living life, you know, oh, look at me, you know, you're like, you know, like, cheers, all that sort of stuff, um, you know, and it's just like, it's, it's, it's meaningless, you know, it's like, oh, what is it, uh, there was, um, there was something I had read oh, a little while back that every time you get a like, it's like a dopamine hit. Yeah. You know? Every time you get a like, it's a dopamine hit because that's validation. Yeah. You know? You're, you're seeking validation by posting that. And every time you get a like, you feel validated. Um, and what that quote is saying is like, who cares about the validation from the outside world, what they're seeing in here? It's about how, how you self-validate within yourself. And yeah. Yeah, no, that's a big mood for for this year, and uh, yeah, I've, it's it's definitely uh, made me want to reevaluate my own um, relationship with social media and how I want everyone to perceive me. So yeah, no, nah, 
Thanks for that, Cerise. That's good. I like that one. That's the vibes for the year. Yeah. Mm. Thanks for wearing on, guys. I can't wait to shoot our first episode all together in the office. Yeah. Um, obviously, when you've recovered from COVID, so we're looking forward to that. Um, but let's get into it. As you all may know, it's 2023. The New Year's resolutions are in. The goal setting has started. The New Year, New Me has started. And, um, you know, personally, I love the feeling of the New Year. Yeah. Um, everyone's bringing fresh energy to try and restart some of the things that they may have not completed and passed. But, you know, as a result of that, we have this hustle culture that we really wanted to talk about. Um, and I'm still trying to build, you know, my thoughts around hustle culture and what it means, what it stands for. Is it healthy? Is it toxic? But we will be talking about that right after this. See you soon. She is a Pacific Media Advisor at the University of Auckland, Communications Advisor for Hapai Te Haora Māori Public Health, Policy and Advocacy Lead for Itipu Ireo Whanau Services, an activist by birth and choice, a writer, a commentator. Her work can be found across a range of media outlets, including TVNZ, News Hub, New Zealand Herald, Itangata, and RNZ. She is the creator and co-director for Tabu Talk, an online platform for Pacifica people, by Pacifica people, exploring topics that are usually taboo in the Pacific community. She is a passionate worker for Maori and Pacifica communities, ensuring that everyone has access to equitable outcomes. Um, welcome to the one and only Emily <laughs> Pickering Martin. <laughs> Oh my gosh, welcome to the show. Oi, she's been practicing that intro this whole morning for an hour. She just rolled off my tongue. We were so excited and I'm just like hearing her, you know, practice and just seeing the wealth of experience that you hold in your back pocket, which is amazing. We're so honored to have like a strong wahine on the show who has been across, you know, a lot of areas, but all of it leads back to Pacifica elevation empowerment. Oh, damn it, I got two words he saw, I has to hit two buzz now. But welcome to the show, Emmeline. We're so thankful. Thank you for being here. How are you today? Oh yeah, so good. Been rushing around all morning, but um yeah, really grateful to be here. Thanks for inviting me and congratulations for showing. <laughs> Amazing. Um but yeah, I'm excited. You guys are crazy talented. This is gonna be great. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for that. Honestly, really appreciate that we have you saw here on the camera. We will be chiming into our conversation. <laughs> we'll be chiming into our conversation as well. But today it's 2023. Everyone's off with their New Year's goals and things like that. And we want to talk about hustle culture. But we feel the conversation will be more valuable coming from someone like you. Like, bro, like what? Yeah. <laughs> talking about hustle culture. <laughs> oh, I'm the worst. No, it's so bad. I like, obviously, well, yeah, I have three roles that I currently sit in. Um, and the equivalent, like, our kind of workage is about a 75 hour work week mm. so um obviously it's stupid and no one should ever work that much but <laughs> i have three kids and mm. two separate families that we support so um it's kind of a necessity in my life 
Mm. Um, and something that I enjoy doing as well, because the work isn't um, boring, it's all based around Māori and Pacific, so I don't mind it, whereas mm. I don't think I could pull this off if I was doing, I don't know, something that wasn't a, like a passion of mine or something yeah. that I didn't love. So yeah, but yeah, I'm probably the worst for hustle culture, it's disgusting. Mm. Like, really disgusting. Yeah. What are, what is, what's your like perspective on some of the attitudes you've seen, especially within the Pacifica communities towards hustle culture? Yeah, it's yeah. very much um like grounded in that individualism thing, which leads into community, I guess, especially for Pacific people. Like if we make it, our communities can benefit from that. Mm. But making it in terms of being an individual and like working yourself to death is probably not the greatest way to support your community that mm. you know but lots of it is based around um i guess money in mm. this day and age and yeah. what we need to survive yeah mm. especially with like rising like living costs like how are we supposed to survive in Auckland yeah with one job absolutely like i yeah. think this month they just reported that food prices have gone up 10 percent compared to last month, which was in the 11%. So that's like yeah. 21% over two months. That's crazy. What are we doing? Yeah, I haven't looked much in the data, but a, a block of butter costs 10 bucks, bro. <laughs> yeah. I'm off. <laughs> that's insane. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, some of it's necessity, I guess. Like, we have to work to live in the society that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of it, yeah, is just that trying to be really great so that everyone around us can benefit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I feel like um, I'm only going to speak on Samoans for this one. You know, work is really ingrained in our culture. Uh, we have a quote, um, so, you know. Um, Ding! Uh, damn it! <laughs> okay, there goes another buzzword. I need to slow down on this before I'm, I'm owing you guys beers at the end of the year. But um, yeah, so like our culture is rooted in hard work. It's It's so hard to try and talk to someone that can empathize with rest because we're always like if you're not working you don't love it's mm. completely tied to love for the community and love for your family mm. but um i think rest is like really really important um it's it's something that we need but it's just changing that mindset mm. which i've found hard to do and i'm not trying to purposely do it but it's just having the basic conversation of resting is okay how do you think we could go about doing that i know that can, can't happen overnight but yeah, I think it's a real, yeah, I don't know if we can take um, hard work away from being a Pacific person purely because of the way Christianity sits in our culture and um, how much of that was bought, how much of the hard work kind of label was bought into our cultures through Christianity. And because we're so intertwined with that belief in God and the Bible and what the Bible says and how we live our lives, it's really hard to um, pull that apart and be like, oh, well, actually, God had a rest day. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe we should have, like, four rest days. Like, yeah. it's really, yeah, like, a rest day is what my family in Fiji are like, yeah, Sundays are for rest. Mm. You don't go shopping, you don't clean the house, you don't do any of that stuff, you just rest. But all the other days, you're working your ass off. Mm. So it's really hard to reinstill that maybe rest would be beneficial for us, especially living outside of home. Mm. Like if we're not on the island and we're here, and um, we live a very different life. Yeah, yeah. And like you know, you have so many, um, so many roles in different places. How do you deal with burnout? Yeah, just cry. No, <laughs> <laughs> I am being cry. Mm. Um, no. So I am. Um, 
actually when I finished my master's I handed in and then two days later I um, went to do an interview at Bunilang Evolved with um, for they had something called Fat Feb and I was interviewing the people that were running Fat February mm-hmm. um, for Ensemble magazine so I'd gone out there to interview them straight after I'd handed in my master's thesis which was like three months of intense writing for me um, and then two days later I was out interviewing for a freelance role um, and then I got home and I went to write the piece and I had like a full-on breakdown like full <laughs> like bawling my eyes out shaking couldn't stop had to call my sister to come and pick me up and take me to the doctors because I didn't know what the hell was going on but then I realized like it was complete burnout because I'd worked the whole year teaching at the university I was writing my thesis I was researching and then I just thought you know I'll hand it in and move on to the next thing and I just like completely crashed and it was it was really tough like mm. I don't think I left my house for the first month after that um I was like depressed I had really like couldn't my brain was just gone couldn't focus couldn't write and writing is my bread and butter so mm. I was like <laughs> emailing my bosses like I'm so sorry I can't like, I just can't do anything um and they were all fine with it like I have um female bosses so mm. not saying that men are but they are. But, um, <laughs> wow. Boys are trash. So I have like a wahine, two Wahine Māori bosses who are CEOs and then a lovely Pākehā uh, female boss who's amazing. Um, but yeah, so they were all like, no, it's fine. Like, take a break. What the hell's wrong with you? Um, and they were all saying that, but I was in the mindset of like, I've got to perform for them. I've got to make sure that I get everything done so that I'm not letting them down yeah. and so but it was horrific like I do not recommend burnout to anyone and I had my kids and it was just like ridiculous so I took a whole year off and um, doing any writing and any work um, we just focused on tumble talk and doing things that I really liked um, but that was only because my workplaces were really flexible and let me just do what I could mm. and really supported me and I think that was the biggest Help, as well yeah. as my family obviously um but yeah trying to explain to people in my family that I'm like burnt out and I can't work is which is a privilege in itself right being burnt out and not working right, um right. <laughs> which is stupid when you think about it but like trying to explain to people like I can't get out of bed like I can't I just can't mm. and it doesn't matter what anyone says or you know like go do it for your kids or oh yeah, yeah. just the most um beautiful intent but it's, you know, when you're burnt out, it's... It's like you're paralysed, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I ended up on medication, which was great for my depression. Um, and then, yeah, it took like a whole year to recover from Holy just God. doing a whole bunch. Because I was doing so much, it was stupid. Like now, still stupid, doing too much. But um, at least now it's not, yeah, I can manage myself and I know how to stop and I know how to mm-hmm. take time out for my family and those sorts of things. Yeah. But it takes a lot of... Um, managing self which we're not really taught very well yeah especially coming from like big families where we always have to be the everything for everyone mm. you're not really taught how to manage yourself and your needs and yeah. to notice that you're dying mm. and, and even like when you go into burnout like when you go into overworking yourself like i feel like most of us i'm going to speak for myself and my family like we're doing it for our family and mm. we're not doing it for ourselves yeah so, like, it's all like rooted in that like collective thinking yeah yeah Yeah. and then you feel guilty like yeah oh my god i need to go i need to go i need to do this i can do that i'm letting people down Mm -hmm. my kids are seeing me like in bed 
they're like, yeah, I'm like buying them Domino's every night because I can't, <laughs> like I couldn't get up and cook. So I was like, my kids lived on Uber Eats for like three months. Yeah. Just Lucky. me being like, yeah. yeah. They were happy as. But, <laughs> but like, then I, yeah, and then you feel guilty as a mum and you're like, oh my God, I've got to feed them vegetables somehow. But, um, <laughs> but no, yeah, it's really, it, it's, it happens and people, you know, some people look at you like, man, other people don't have the privilege of staying in bed for a, a month and then going on medication and then having a support system around you. Mm-hmm. So, like, how do you manage? I guess you're not really meant to care about what other people think when you're in that situation, but mm-hmm. it still affects you. Yeah. yeah. And I know we're, like, talking about how hustle culture sucks and stuff like that, but, like, it's really a testimony to who your, where your heart is for your community and the work that you do, you know? Because, like, how you were saying before, there's a whole, like, hustle for money, money, money. Yeah. But the work that you do is it's totally worth it. <laughs> but I'm not saying that and you I'm deserve to be burnt out. <laughs> no. I'm not saying it, you you deserve to be burnt out. But like it's it's some, we need people in those spaces mm-hmm. to make disease happen. And I'm sorry that I'm putting this pressure on you. <laughs> no, no. But in, in the spaces that we work in, like there's no money there. Like you mm-hmm. get hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for doing community work or yeah. writing writing cool stories about our people mm. or um, running a Tumblr Talk. Tumblr Talk makes zero dollars. Mm. Like, we're giving people the money that I earn from the university to, like, mm. invite them on, you know, to, like, have mm. a space for us. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's not as if we're, like, rich. It's not like a rich monetary hustle culture. It's more like I just, you just want everyone to... Um, be really great around you and you working hard means that other people can be lifted as well absolutely so it's such a weird space Uh, yeah nah uh, what is it I absolutely get where you're coming from Emeline because like as someone who suffers from burnout on many of an occasion uh, yeah I know exactly what it's like Um, it reminds me of when I it was summer 2018, 2019. Uh, what is it? We, um, what is it? I was working for two organizations. I am not going to name them. Um, <laughs> no, because I still kind of, kind of like them. Kind of. Um, yeah, no, and I was working for these two organizations. Uh, and I was, uh, <laughs> and I was working for two organizations, um, doing what I do as a digital media person, um, an incredible opportunity for me to apply my trade and like, for one organization I was doing a two man job and for the other organization I was doing a three man job. <laughs> so I was essentially doing the work of five people, um, asked to plan, shoot and edit all these different pieces of content. Um, yeah, no, nah, and at first I was, like, managing everything, balancing everything, um, but then, you know, schedules changed, and people's timelines, like, got shuffled around, and that old adage of, like, not, not being allowed, to, like, not being able to say no, you know, like, Balangi's are real big on that, like, on that boundary, like, being able to say no. Um, yeah, right, yeah, um, yeah, like, I, I just realized that 24 hours in a day just wasn't enough for the work that I was doing, and I was, I was like you for, like, a solid, for, from, like, 
end of December to right up until the end of Jan, I was working 80 hours, essentially, um, a week, <laughs> and then from, like, early Feb to mid-Feb, uh, I was working, it was up to, like, 90, and then, um, and then, like, mid-Feb, I just crashed and burned, um, and I spent the rest of, like, 2019 just defeated, um, yeah, like, nothing gave me joy anymore, like, picking up my camera was suck, I didn't want to do it, uh, didn't have a job, really, because I got let go by both organisations, um, and I take full responsibility for what I had done, um, yeah, burnout really sucks, and, yeah, what kind of lifted me out of that burnout was, uh, was my dog, <laughs> another dog story, yeah, I love, I love, I love bears, um, but, but yeah, no, it's crazy, like, what is it, because, yeah, I was, you know, the thing that gives you the most joy, and then it just kind of, like, seeps the life out of you, and, yeah, like, having anxiety attacks, panic attacks, like, what is it, not really eating, and then stress eating, and then, you know, like, yeah, put on weight, and, yeah, burnout is just terrible, but, you know, it's so ingrained in us, but we gotta like be able to like turn around and flip that switch. But it's so hard because you're unlearning like decades of behaviors. But yeah, no, I fully, I fully, yeah, I fully empathize with you, Emmeline, and uh, I'm so happy. I'm so glad I'm not there with you. It's <laughs> hard, oh and yeah, it really just managing other people's perceptions of you and um, expectations as well is really difficult to do when you're in a space like that. Mm. And we just, yeah, we don't really understand that. Yeah. yeah. Especially because there's so few of us that have access to um, higher platforms or access to media or things that um, is really important to have our voices in. Yeah. And so we're like, oh shit. And then we recommend people, and then they don't take those people on, and mm. it's like, yeah. what do we do? So yeah, it's really tough. But I think we, well, yeah, you just have to do the self work, which mm. is a privilege as well. Like, yeah, far out. So, oh. yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's um, speaking of privilege, like I, you know, like we talked about rest and how it's like super important. Um, and that there's like in hustle culture there's this thing that rest is something that should be earned but it's something that we all deserve like everyone needs rest and saying that on the flip side rest can be like a privilege and i was wondering like how do people who don't have the luxury to be able to rest how do they move through that mm. yeah. and you know some people are just trying to survive mm. um they're forced into those places of like overworking. Yeah, I think um, the best thing we can do for people who don't have uh, the amount of privilege that we have or the resources that we have is to redistribute as much as we can what we do have. And it sounds really like, yeah, like not just 
I like not just give your money away, like redistribute money, but more like um, we know we have family who work like ridiculous hours mm. and who have multiple jobs and stuff. But we, and when we don't have that responsibility, it's nice to help where we can, like cooking food or turning up for them and looking after their kids or um, making sure we're around when they have big events or funerals, you know, like birthdays, funerals, those mm-hmm. sorts of things, redistributing the resources that we have personally um, back into our community so that it does, so that we give them the opportunity to also have that that time or also have one less thing on their plate to mm-hmm. kind of deal with. Um, and I think that's like a really tangible thing that, that we can do as people um, without a big systemic change that is obviously needed. Mm. Yeah. But just being present for your community and actually really um, giving in different ways, even though we give a lot, but like giving in ways that might not seem um, as obvious as, mm. yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, if I work like a fifth, like a 60 hour week or something, mm. having someone come and take my son out to the park, like makes all the difference, you yeah. know, like, and it doesn't seem like much. But it's like twenty minutes, yeah. Um, which makes me feel like a better mum and makes him like <laughs> go and spend some energy somewhere else, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, even that sort of stuff is really helpful. Yeah. But without big systemic change, it's really hard for our people to. And I'm so glad that you brought that up. Yeah. That's one of the main things we wanted to talk about. Yeah. We're going to talk about systemic solutions for burnout and everything we literally just talked about. We'll be right back. So we've talked a bit about the personal solutions we could do um, or we could apply in our everyday lives to deal with hustle culture, um, putting it in the right perspective and learning how to rest and those kind of things. But we know there's larger powers at play um, when it comes to, you know, being a healthy person, (laughs) when it comes to being a healthy person. So I I really want to talk to you about some of the systemic solutions that need to happen um, so that our people are in better social well-being mm. um, generally w- what are some systemic solutions you feel need to happen and are possible that can happen possible. that we could get behind <laughs> oh, so not just giving everyone money um, <laughs> I think the first I guess the first thing that's being trialed all around um, Aotearoa in different places is the four-day work week oh. so we know that um you know the 40-hour work week was created for people who work on like assembly lines um mostly men uh, and it was so that uh, it was measured on like productivity. So in that forty hours, if you could like make a whole car, that was like really good, right? So like talking like Henry Ford and his mm. um, assembly lines for cars. Um, so that's why we have a forty-hour work week so that people could, which was brought down from like much longer hours, mm. <laughs> which seems incredible. But um, so we have the nine to five, and in that time, in that time, people expected productive outcomes. Um, but because we live in like a way different world than when mm. old mate Henry Ford was making cars, mm. um, I think that a four-day work week is viable. We've seen um, productivity measures right, like risen uh, in the companies that have done four-day work weeks. Um, we also know that um, four-day work weeks mean a reduction in hours, so from a 40-hour week to, say, a 30-hour week. Um, 
but with the same salary. Um, mm. And that nice. also boosts productivity. If we're looking at it through a capitalist lens and how companies want to keep making money and shit like that, mm. um, four-day work weeks work. Um, so I think that's something that is easily implemented mm. if people, um, I guess, look at the research and um, figure out how they can manage that in their businesses and in their lives. Mm. S- sorry, just a question. So you're saying that the 30-hour... Um, week like the four-day week people are more productive during the four-day week versus the five-day like yeah the five-day five yeah 40 hours. I think it's 32 actually sorry so a four-day work week would be 32 hours yeah mm. and if you keep people on a regular salary for a 40-hour week yeah um they're just as productive if not more and in a 32-hour work week that's so yeah that's so Crazy. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes heaps yeah. of sense. I'm sold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sold. I didn't even yeah. need to look at the research. And there's um, there's companies that do it now and do it really well and, um, yeah, just have really great outcomes and happy staff and low staff turnover. Like, you don't right. want to keep hiring people every other month because yeah. people are burnt out or they found something better or you're not paying enough or, you know, don't have good um, conditions in your workplace. So that's something that's easy and doable and other people are doing it. Yeah. Mm. So why not just, why don't we all just do it? Yeah. yeah. I'm keen for a four-day work week, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> four days, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, other things, I guess, is hybrid working. We've just come through COVID. Mm. Oh, buzzword ding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where's your ding? Even I know that's a buzzword. Um, yeah, so we've just come through that. We know that hybrid working works, like, Everyone had to work from home. Exactly. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah. So yeah. why are we being dragged back to buildings that mm. we don't have any connection with? We don't like it takes an hour and a half to drive to in the morning. For have real. to get up early, have to wear clothes. Like yeah. <laughs> this is a waste of time. Um yeah, so at the university we have Monday, Fridays work from home and we're right. only in the office on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, which is just specific to our um team uh, in communications, which works like beautifully yeah and is a wonderful way for people with families to be able to drop their kids off and pick them up during the week yeah um Mm. we have flexible working arrangements anyway like if you can't come tuesday wednesday thursday that's fine just like tap in with your manager kind of thing it's not yeah so we know that all these things can work so why not just let every workplace be as flexible as the worker needs why why do you think businesses aren't embracing it um, I think it's just that whole socialized mindset of like, yeah, you can only be productive if I'm watching you. Right. Like if you're here in the yeah. room with yeah. me and I can see you and you're working. Yeah. And if you believe that someone's watching you, then you'll do your work because you're scared. Or, you know, like just that real um, old school kind of mentality about work. Yeah. But actually we know that, man, when we're in the office, like, you know, people don't work to their best potential. Like, yeah, yeah it's not the nicest place to be all the time mm. yeah I will say I can work better I can write a lot better from my bed mm. just by myself in the room than I can in an office yeah <laughs> yeah and it works both ways like mm. some people obviously need to get away from the distraction that is home like if I'm at home I'll do my washing and clean the house first before I sit down and do anything yeah. because it just I can't work in like a messy headspace slash house space Mm. and that you know that's normal for lots of people I mean it's easy to get distracted for some people but for others why not just let them like what what is there to lose except for control yeah Mm. and that's it they just want control yeah Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. what other do you 
solutions? Yeah, so we have um, the four-day work week. Yes. We have working from home yeah. or like two days at work, three days at home. Yeah. What are some other solutions we could get behind? <sighs> to prevent burnout, mental health, well, pe lots of people have mental health leave now. So when you feel mm. yourself uh, paid mental health leave, not just like leave without pay, but um, when you know that you're overwhelmed and overworked, um, having the ability to take like three days off work just because your mental health is really suffering mm, um, cool. or when you have big things at home uh, going on, um, you know, fighting with your spouse, you, like things that people take for granted, like that stuff matters. Mm. You have a massive argument with your spouse and you're meant to go to work and be productive for eight hours mm. yeah. and then come home and still be mad at your partner. Like mm. yeah. how does that affect your family? How does it affect your well-being? How does it affect everyone around you in different mm. spaces mm. and that whole pretending everything's okay when you go like yeah. massive fight in the car get dropped off and then hi <laughs> kill everyone like, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah it's so unhealthy and i'm yeah. um, having like the space to say actually i'm really mentally not here today i'm like that's okay mm. um it should be okay for everyone and if we're yeah. as a nation worried about our mental health and well-being which we are, which, you know, they've invested so many millions of dollars into it. Mm. Um, that should be a part of every workplace's yeah. policies and management. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Hey, um, what if we had some extra public holidays? <laughs> public mm. holidays. What if? Mm. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down for public holidays. I mean, we had, like, what is it? Last year we had Matsariki, and it felt like... Matsuriki, like we've always been doing it. Um, when uh, the late uh, Queen of the Commonwealth <laughs> and the British, uh, the British Isles and United Kingdom of Nations uh, passed away. Um, like, what is it? I remember driving around that day and just thinking, wait, so it's always been a public holiday? But also thinking, oh man, I'm kind of gutted that the Queen died because it's a person. A person. All my other feelings towards uh, colonisation aside. Um, you know. Um, but like, I remember driving around thinking, wait, so we always had this public holiday too? <laughs> like, it's so easy for the country to just switch off on public holidays. And I just thought, we need them, you know. I feel like we need these, like, more of these days off for, like, people to just regroup and, like, we we go from this massive as, especially here in New Zealand, we go from this massive as, like, from, well, now it's Matariki, right up until Labor Day, October. That's, like, how many months? July, August, September, like, late October, that's three months, man, that's crazy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if we had a... <laughs> no, imagine if we had a government that was really um, supportive of people's well-being and, to, and um, instead of focusing on maybe business outcomes or mm, uh, yeah. monetary outcomes, financial outcomes for the country, if we linked that into well-being, how can we look after people so that maybe they are more profitable at the end? Because that's how everyone looks at things. A person, <laughs> a person is equal to the profit that they can give. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is an unhealthy way of looking at things. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just thinking like, I love that you think that way, that, <laughs> you know, the government should put well-being before 
but it's a long way until <laughs> we make that happen. But it's something I'm like super happy to like get behind and stuff like that. Mm. I, just, I just know it takes a lot of mahi yeah. um, to get to that place, especially convincing, you know, white people. Old, that white, old white people. <laughs> Wait, I don't think he saw. Um, beep this. <laughs> yeah, ding, white people. Ding, ding. Old white people. Yeah, yeah. Old thing. <laughs> Colonization thing. No, you know, yeah. to come away from the economics that they're used to um, in running societies. So it's, yeah. And that's the other thing. I think the younger generation, like maybe people who are 17, 18, 19 now, um, they have a very different view on. Uh, working and burnout yes. and life and productivity and mm. yeah. economics than we do. Like I, I, I work so many hours, but my twelve-year-old, she's she's like, what? Like I, I never want to work. Like yeah. no, but they have this like real like I deserve to live like a good life without work. Yeah. That's killing me. Um, they have a very different perspective on, um, the com yeah the community need and the community want mm. than we do and mm. I think we're real lucky like by the time I'm old and ready to um die <laughs> they'll they'll be in charge like and it'll yeah. be so much nicer for them and like my great grandbabies great grandbabies kind of thing yeah because they just don't see um life the way that we see it yeah it's so refreshing yeah it's really nice mm. I, my little cousin she's like 15 and she's like I'm not going to work a nine to five. Yeah. They're just, <laughs> and they're determined. Yeah. And like, and the older, the generation above us maybe, or maybe two generations above us would have been like, no, yes, you are. Yeah. Mm. But we're all like, nah, yeah, sweet. Don't work a nine to five. It sucks. Yeah. Mm. And then she's like, I want to be like, I want to be a dancer. And I'm like, great. Yeah. But if that was me growing up, my, like, <laughs> my aunt, and I was like, I want to be a dancer. They'll be like, uh, stay in school. <laughs> Actual. Like if I told my family that I, do what I do now, which I can never really name anyway. Just float around in spaces and write things and yeah. do cool stuff. They'd be like, what did you want to hide in? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> this isn't real. Like, yeah. it's not real life. Go be a doctor. Yes. Yeah, just like, what is reality for us now will be completely different in like 30 years time for our kids. Yeah. They're going to be amazing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And their dreams are so much bigger than ours. Mm. Like, way bigger. Mm. No, I honestly, I really um, loved the three solutions that you shared for systemic. Um, yeah. But I wanted to know, we, I, we shared a bit about it before in the second um, part of the show, but what are some, what are your best solutions for people who work really hard, who have to work really hard? Um, what are your solutions for them that they could d take right now? Yeah. Man, um, the first thing is like... Um, really um, making a boundary for like when work cuts off. Mm. So like if you say you're going to finish work at 6, 6 p.m., which is stupid, but like 4 p.m., <laughs> you're going to finish work at 4, you're going to finish work at 4. Mm. Like turn off your notifications on your phone, don't answer your emails, don't answer phone calls, like take the time away from your devices, that sort of thing. That's probably my best advice because – it wasn't until just this Christmas, New Year's period where I deleted my mail apps off my phone, nice. turned off all my notifications wow. and had um, like a two-week actual break from work. Nice. Just like where I didn't touch anything. I didn't answer DMs. I didn't, like nothing work-related. And I think that's really important 
Um, and I know lots of people give this advice, but I only just took it myself this holidays. <laughs> um, but you have to, like if you say you're finishing work at 4.30, finish your work at 4.30, stop. Stop overworking yourself for someone else. Yeah. Um, and then other people around you suffer if you do that consistently all the time, even though you're doing it for them. They, yeah. It tends to have an, a flow-on effect. Mm. But um, yeah, so that's like my biggest piece of advice. Finish work at four, finish work at four. Mm. Don't finish work at 11, a, 11 p.m. writing an email. Right. <laughs> like, mm. no. Mm. What if you sleep. didn't get through your to-do list by four? Do you still just finish, just do you finish still wrap four. up? Yeah, still wrap up. Okay. To-do list will always be there. Mm. Like, that's yeah, true. that's so true. You really, <laughs> you really need time for you mm. um, to prevent burnout. Because yeah. otherwise you're just consistently thinking, consistently doing. Mm. And your yeah. brain is just overworked. And then by the time you do get a break, mm. you like it takes like a week to really calm down. And then your break's over and then you're like back into work again. Yeah. yeah. So you can't, you never really get that like calm sensation over yourself mm. of just having a break. Yeah. But yeah, that's the biggest thing. Just really put in strong boundaries and stick to them no matter what. Like. I, I'm showing my mum this, this, <laughs> this, this part of the talk I'm showing her because she like loves, not loves, but she just overworks all the time and we'll always like to her, we're like, mum, you could die tomorrow and your work will replace you yeah. the next week. Like you're overworking yourself for a company that doesn't seem like they do not care about you. Yeah. But, like, your family were like, we're right here. We want time with you. Like, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we love you. Yeah. Like, we want to spend time with her. Um, but she's just so like trapped in that mm. overworking like mindset of like no I need to get this done I need to get this done yeah, so, yeah it's and it really does it does have an effect later on and you never really um I guess you don't notice it until the people in your life say something yeah yeah and that's even that's hard in, in itself like having those confronting conversations about where your time is spent and why it's so important and like I was a primary school teacher for years mm. and so they're like the most overworked Honestly, primary school teachers and nurses, most overworked uh, people in the whole country. Yeah. And, um, yeah, like, you, you get into a habit where you're just, like, consistently thinking of the kids and what they need and all their needs and things that they're missing out on and what you could provide. Mm. And it just continues. And it's so unhealthy. Yeah. It's the most unhealthy profession. <laughs> Love mm. it to death, but, yeah. yeah. Like, why do, like, why do we do that? Like, is there some sort of, like, I was wondering if, like at times, like do we feel like our value is tied to yeah. product, like being productive? Mm. Do you know, like how do we separate? How do we separate that? Yeah, and like how do we, when we look at people that don't have jobs as a society, what do we say about them in our heads? Yes. Even if you're the nicest person on earth, um, even if you don't, if you think you don't have those beliefs, what is like the first thing that comes to your head if you see someone standing on the side of the road, mm. dressed casually, yeah. smoking in the middle mm. of the day, mm. um, when you're off to a meeting? Mm. Like, yeah. what is the first thing that comes to your head, right? And how do we as a society change that narrative? Because it's just, yeah, self-worth is always tied to productivity. And like, how is our self-worth any, or how are we worth more? than a person that doesn't have a job or um, our street whanau who live in Tamaki or, yeah. you know, other people exactly. around us. Our kids, like, yeah. kids don't work and they're mm. valuable yeah. and we love them. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's oh, a huge topic. That just, yeah. you just, like, blew my mind there. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Especially on social media, people are so adamant, you know, to show their worth mm. through their work. It's like, I have to show, like, 
these people that I mean this much by what I develop. And it's just sad. Yeah, like it it got, I had to ha- take a huge break last year to try and differentiate what work is with social media and what personal is with social media. Now I just don't want anything <laughs> with personal <laughs> stuff for social media. But um, yeah. I totally agree with that. That's we need to kind of like have a conversation around that on yeah. not tying your worth to your productivity. How do Yeah. But like it's so, but it's, I feel like it's not as simple as that because it's been ingrained into us mm. since we were in schools. Like, yeah, that's know? what schools are. They're little farms for <laughs> capitalism. Yeah. It's a yeah. capitalist farm. <laughs> Here, child, learn this so you can go and be an accountant and make yeah. lots and of money for this. For that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You get a mm. start if you do this much work. Yeah. You're a great student. Like, and then we don't yeah. even teach them like really important things like how to not be a racist asshole. Yeah, or yeah. how to be kind yeah. to someone. <laughs> or how to support someone, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's just like... Things How that do you matter. manage your emotions? You just yeah, have to be yeah. the best. <laughs> be the best at maths. Be the best at English. Be the yeah. best at science. Yeah. Be the best. Be the best. Be the best. But like, what about being kind? Yeah. We need more people <laughs> that are kind. What about helping someone who isn't the best at maths? Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, true. Wouldn't that be more productive in the long term? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, but it's we just yeah we're just farming out our kids to capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so like anti. <laughs> Like, burn it down, but also I work 100 hours a week. Like, it's so stupid. Yeah. Mm. I don't think it's stupid. I think you need to do stuff in certain systems to get somewhere. Like, you can't just sit and talk about something Mm. and then expect change. You actually have to be involved. So, the mahi you're doing is incredible. And, man, hats off to you. Um, Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And just to add on to Hana, like, Mm. thank you for opening doors for, like, new generations to come through. Yeah. the work that you're doing is so important and yeah yeah we're, we're grateful like for sure that, yeah yeah um you saw did you want to i'm just going to wrap it up but did you want to add anything no yeah you guys pretty much said it all <laughs> <laughs> you guys are amazing Oh, awesome. Amazing. Thank you for that. But thank you so much, Emmeline, for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Hopefully not our last time doing a show together yes. because there's so much. There was so much we could have deconstructed in that one conversation, yeah. but we're going to keep it brief for this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah but we, we'd love to have you on the show again um, yes. further down the line. Um, we love the mahi that you do. Thank you for sharing uh, your wisdom and your knowledge on <laughs> on how we can better function in this uh matrix that we're living in at the moment (laughs) take the pill guys (laughs) yeah we're living in the matrix bro (laughs) but any last words um yeah i think i guess in terms of last words it would be um I know it's not in our nature to prioritise ourselves, but mm. it's really important for the, your families and the people around you that love you, that you prioritise yourself um, in whatever way, shape or form that comes in, whether that's um, taking time for yourself to eat something you like mm. um, or going for a walk mm. or um, hugging your babies at night for five minutes over their bedtime. Um, all the like really little things are really, really important and turn into big things in the long run. And I think we're really um, good at ignoring that. But yeah, it's really important that you put some priority back in your life for yourself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're all going to be burnt out and we're all going to die. It's just going to be sad. We're all just going to be dead anyways. Oh, thank you so much. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Bye.